Uh, I have no intro. I have nothing clever. Yeah, we we were building up something really good, and then I had to go to the bathroom. And yep. Now we yep. don't have that. Uh, welcome to. <laughs> welcome to running the light short sets. Uh, I'm your host, David Cowsgard. With me, as always, is Jeremy Plum. You're you're really on top of it. Just sitting outside, just smoking. Yes. <laughs> just, oh, uh, you're checking so, so many boxes of a person that you don't want to be right now. <laughs> or no. maybe you do want to be that person. I've learned that I want to smoke more. Lately, I want to smoke whenever I go outside. But uh, it was more so when I'm doing these Zoom open mic for Zoom shows, and I've learned it is because every time I'm not performing, I'm outside with a bunch of fuckers that are smoking. Yeah. 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 I'll tell you what, that's one thing, like, during this pandemic, like, I, that my new year's resolution was to quit smoking. I pretty much have. I'm on a vape pen now, uh, which is... I mean, it gets the job done, uh, but just during this pandemic, I don't know what it is, but I'm having this real big urge to like, you know, just start smoking again. Just start smoking again. It's an excuse to get outside. It really is. And you're probably going to die anyway, so who the fuck cares? Like, I, I, I haven't, though, and I'm not going to. I'm going to exert some willpower. Do it. And I'm not going to cave into this. I'm going to try to can try to be a better person. Uh, I mean, I'm going to put forth the bare minimum effort to be a better person. That's what I mean. Right. Oh, what was our theme boy. this week? Uh, we are talking about uh, music. And I'm not sure if we've been saying this the last couple of times, but just in case anybody is unaware, if you listen to the regular show, we usually have a guest on and we talk about a comedy special or uh, work from a comedian that inspired them and you know what they learned from that and apply to their own comedy. For these short sets, we're not doing that. We're just we're kind of talking about whatever, just a way to pass the time. Uh, and tackle some other topics and talk about other things that we want to talk about, but we can't on the normal show because we have to dedicate it to that. So this week we're talking about music, mostly just the music we listen to uh, before we go on stage, when we're on our way to the venue, if we're road tripping to a gig this, by ourselves. Yeah. This was brought up by Jeremy's been spending a lot of time looking up uh, how to mod iPods and about getting an iPod for his daily use. Wait, why, why mod? Uh, so that it can run on an SD card and hold more. That's one mod. The easiest one uh, is flash mod to get. Mm, mm. I saw someone turn an old uh, fifth gen to be Bluetooth, but that's not, that's a lot of work. Uh, you have to cut down a board if you really want to. It's not really worth it. Mm. Um, it's been dank pods is what I've been watching. Uh, it's an Aussie man just 
ripping apart and showing how uh, how to fix iPods and even explaining because I'm a drummer and I get called all the fucking time to do gigs at random hours. And I now have an iPod touch just so I can listen to music and I could still take the call and I'm the one that presses pause. Or I could answer these text messages, I can do this shit without having my music get disrupted by a notification or something like that. Mm -hmm. And as someone that wanted to buy a Walkman, like the 40th anniversary, like uh, Android Walkman, and noticing that just a sixth gen iPod, which plays really great uh, music and allows you to put a bunch of fucking uh, different music files in that thing. I'm almost that's, there. That's probably the way to go. That's, I mean, it's, re it's really all about just quantity. Yeah. Uh, like, also, the difference between like, if I, what I wanted was a fifth gen iPod classic with the click wheel because I never had that. I don't think uh, I ever had one of those either. I've used one, used a couple, like friends of mine would give me control of their iPod in the car and that clicky wheel was so, I don't know why, but just that. It was good. I love that. I love that. But also I would, it is a very out of date technology. And, and if I wanted to fix it, I, I would, I, let's say I really wanted to get into the nitty gritty of this. A six gen, which is made of all metal, is a bitch to open because mm -hmm. it's all metal and it's it doesn't give so it's not worth it to me a fifth gen doesn't work on modern phones and if i want to go back farther i don't like the look of like a third gen or even a first gen so i'd have to fuck around if i wanted to or i can just drop 200 bucks in an ipod touch and listen to the music i listen to all the time and the <laughs> music i listen to before a show also, I can add all my streaming apps with all my playlists that I've made of all the dumb bullshit I've done. Uh, but uh, I listen to like very specific albums before I go on stage. Like you, you have to listen to these ones before you go on stage. If I'm and... nervous, yeah. Okay. And has that has that list changed at all? Since. Yes and no, no. So like, yes. so like, what 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 are the ones you listen to? It will always be Green Day's Dookie. It'll always be Welcome to Paradise. It will always be Longview. It will always be Basket Case. That's always mm -hmm. in there. Weird Al is in there because that reminds me of when I was eighteen, and I did uh, the Weird Al. I did a, a a speech with Weird Al's music. And that was the first step of me doing comedy. And I really took choices with my body language and my voice and really make the jokes my own. Mm -hmm. Weird Al is the reason I'm in comedy today. And so that's what I listen to a lot of Weird Al. Specifically, if I had to pick one album, it's Everything You Know Is Wrong. Uh, but I also really like the song UHF. I like your horoscope for today. Uh, and that's pretty much it. I mean, I like all of them, but Raya the Kaiser, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. uh, if I want to relax, it's Random Access Memories by Daft Punk. Give like okay. back to music specifically if I have a song. Okay. Or dance. Or touch. My music's all around. Or uh, Kind of Blue by Miles Davis. You're that one, that one I won't pick a certain song. 
You are all over the damn place. I like music. I just love, I fucking love music. Like, just <laughs> all of it. I love all of it. So, so, for your entire comedy career, that has pretty much been the stuff that you listen to. Whenever that, that I, is your playlist. Whenever I create something that goes on stage, like when I used to do, uh, what was that place called? Uh, the Shark Club Lounge, right? Oh, sometimes, yeah, uh, yeah Allie Peeler would sometimes leave to go have a smoke, and uh, she was in charge of the soundboard, and I would do it. Because mm-hmm. I was there one of the longest, right? Yeah. Uh, she, she had more, like, kind of ethereal, kind of really, uh, kind of more, like, not solemn, but melancholic music. I would always play Dookie. And so whenever I went on stage, if someone asked me, hey, what song do you want to come up on stage to? It was always Welcome to Paradise. And so if I ever, if I ever had a chance to get onto a really big stage and play my own music, it's Welcome to Paradise. I always love that question when you go someplace and they actually ask you, like, hey, what do you want as walk-up music? Like, I always love that question. What's your walk-up? Uh, well, the times that I've uh, done walk-up music, uh, my favorite band uh, is Rise Against. And so the, I think the three times that I've had walk-up music uh, where they actually asked me what I want for walk-up music instead of saying like, hey, what type of genre of music do you like? Right. Uh like I will, I picked uh, "Help Is on the Way" because of that opening uh, guitar riff is just Fuck super yeah. dope. Uh, and the same thing with uh, the other song from uh, "Rise Against" that I chose, uh, "Historia Calamity." Uh, hold on, I got to look up the name of that song. Uh, just to make uh, sure also... I'm getting it right. It's kind of, they, it's, it's essentially Latin for calamity of history, but it's, I need to make sure that I'm getting the pronunciation right. Uh, where is that playlist at? I would also uh, have done Memories and Trainwrecks by Weezer, both from the Hurley album. Interesting choices. I, okay. I want, I want music that showcases that I'm like chaotic and depressed. Yeah, uh, Historia uh, Calamitatum. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Again, just another super, just a super fun opening guitar riff on that one. And also the songs themselves are good. Like I really like those songs. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's whenever they ask you what you want your walk up music to be, it's always a weird type of like pressure, too. Because you want to look cool. You, you, you want to you look cool, but also you kind of have to set the tone for what your comedy is going to be like. Pretty much. I, I, I feel like if you go out there and you have like heavy metal music blazing, and you're like a Stephen Wright style one-liner comedian, 
Like maybe that could be a little funny, the juxtaposition of those two things, but also it's going to be a little bit distracting when people are like, I don't know. It, I feel like that's just something you don't want to work against you. Maybe I'm overthinking it. Maybe you just pick a song that you like, go up there to it, and then that way people kind of get a feel of who you are as a person before you even start talking. But That's, that's how I view it. That's mm-hmm. how I view it, is I want something that showcases who I am and my talents or my style before I even get up on stage. Mm-hmm. Uh, not even so much the flow of the show, just like, what is it? It's also what I was thinking about when I was creating a show, like Sabotage. Mm-hmm. It would be all punk music all the fucking time. <laughs> yeah, because you got the... That's kind of what that show feels like. That That's the theme of that show. Uh, I, that kind of makes sense to me. Yeah. The, um, yeah. The, the thing that makes it hard sometimes when you pick walking music is certain places you go, like depending on what the laws in that state and what federal laws are when it comes to the music rights do they have the right to play that song uh like i know the des moines funny bone you have a sheet it's like a really ascap i think it's either it's either ascap or it's bmi i can't remember which one but it's songs that uh the funny bone chain has paid for and licensed and they're not, I don't know, there are some songs that are kind of modern and recent on there. Uh, but I don't know, it's still, it's, it's limiting what you can pick. Honestly, oh. every, every time I've been at the Morning Funny Bone, I've seen headliners spend more time looking over that sheet, trying to pick up their walk-up music than... Uh, than they do when it comes to, like if they're actually trying to prepare a, a set or something. For the most part, those people have been doing the same set. They know what they're gonna do. So they spend more time looking over that sheet, trying to pick up a, you know, a good walk-up song. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what, uh, what do you listen to on like, a drive? Because that is somewhat different for me. Is it? Am I just yeah. driving to a local show? Or am I driving a long distance? Let's do. Let's do. Okay, it's a long one. It's five hour, six hour drive. Actually, no. Uh, fuck it. It's the seven hour drive from here to Springfield. Okay, so since we've had you know two Springfield comedians on the podcast recently, that you know good 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 uh reference. I'm gonna say reference. It's, uh, it's the last real big road trip I did by myself. Oh, uh, yeah. But yeah, like that, or getting in the plane to LA by myself. Honestly, um, the uh, for most of those drives, I'll probably end up listening to podcasts more. But between, Same. but between, like you know, there's only so many murder podcasts and cult podcasts you can listen to during the day. Uh, so whenever I take a break, I usually just. At that point, it's whatever I'm in the mood for. Like, I'll listen to Rise Against if I'm in the mood for, you know, something a little more 
punky and fast. Uh, or I'll listen to uh, Run the Jewels or something. Oh, Run the Jewels fucking rules, man. Run the Jewels yeah. 3 is a damn good album. I haven't I, I haven't listened to the full thing yet. I've listened to a couple songs off it. It's real good. They're just they're good. They're good. good. Uh, I own Lincoln, I own that LP. one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I own that one on uh I own I own the MP3s for that one. That one's really good. Run the Jewels three is the most recent one that like just yep. came out, right? Yeah, that's yep. what I thought. Um, like two or three years ago, but yeah. No, they had one that just came out in April. They just. Yeah, Run the Jewel. Well, no, it's not coming out in April. They've been releasing songs off of that new album. Sorry, I'm thinking of something. Yeah, I knew that one. I was like, wait a minute. Their new album is coming up in like May or June or something. Yeah, I can't wait wait for that. I'll buy that shit. Yeah. But yeah, it's a. They're they're really good. Um, Sometimes I'll go to some like old like i for whatever reason i've been getting really into uh adult alternative folk folk music or just yeah, regular ass folk music uh so like, like woody uh, guthrie what like woody guthrie no like uh i'm blanking on the guy's name right now this sings a song uh operator bad bad leroy brown uh, oh shit! Jim, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jim, Jim Croce. Jim, I actually have a Jim Croce uh, LP up in my room. Really? Uh, uh, yeah, I have a uh, Bad Boy, Bad Bad Leroy Brown. Yeah, nice. Forty-five. I have it's, that uh, one. Yeah, no, I like I get I get in I put on it's some dope. of that. I'll it, it's something that's just like easy driving, like easy yeah. listening. Uh, and another two that kind of make the cut that are sort of a combination of the folk slash punk kind of ish it's more just like modern upbeat it's all it's what itunes would classify as alternative uh but it's uh the gaslight anthem and brian fallon who is the main singer of the gaslight anthem uh sorry not the gaslight anthem gaslight anthem uh, but Brian Fallon, who's the sing- lead singer of Gaslight Anthem, also had a has a solo career, and he is also very, uh, yeah, he's very folksy with yeah. his solo career, and even with Gaslight Anthem, they were still kind of like like folk rock, like Bruce Springsteen in the twenty. 20- you know, yeah, I know the twenty aughts, yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah, that. Yeah. That's like kind of like a Dylan, sort of. Uh, so, anyways, Dylan did release a new album with a, like not a new album, but stuff from his tour, and I think there's a feature from Johnny Cash on it. So, I kind of want to check that out. Hmm. That actually looks interesting. Yeah, it sounds. Yeah, yeah, the, like those are always my go-to's whenever I'm on long car rides is like you know a couple songs here a couple songs there from each of these bands I have a whole rise against playlist that I'll just work through like I don't want to really 
Like if I'm, it's songs that I've heard hundreds and hundreds of times before. If it's if it's not, if I'm in a mood where I'm just like, you know what, I just kind of want to drive and I want something on the background, I'll throw that playlist on. And yeah. occasionally I'll come out of the haze of just driving and being in my own thoughts to really appreciate one of the songs. Then I'll go back and I'll really appreciate. Uh, that's the I have a, a razor playlist that started off as white and blue. Yeah. Because uh, those two albums blend really well together. Uh, one's the anxiety of a breakup in your 20s, and the other one's the anxiety of your 30s, uh, <laughs> and your friends checking up on you. And it blends really well. It's really good. But then I'll add some stuff from Hurley. I'll add some stuff from Greens, uh, Pork and Beans from Red. And that's my dry, That's one of my driving lists. I also have an old, uh, early aughts, 90s country pop. <laughs> pop I grew up on pop that. country. <laughs> yeah, I grew uh, up on that. So, like, I... I have a love for Shania Twain. I've I've got some pop country songs from right on my that are on my iPod that from that time. Some of them are a little more recent. There was a time in college where I was kind of getting into the Zac Brown band, and that's a regrettable really? time in my life. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, I'm like, it's it, that that is the fried chicken of music, though. Like for me, because my grandpa grew up listening to country music. Yeah, like everybody can do it. But very few people can do it really, really well. But it's also just comforting. Like it's comfort yeah. food. Like that's not it's not a song that's gonna make you think too much. You just sit back and you enjoy it. Oh God, what was the one that I told you about where all of it see, here's the thing, I like al- albums. I'm starting to like what got me back into my love of albums, like just beginning to end, how is it an experience? Was random access memories. And for the first time this year, I listened to The Black Parade. And oh, My Chemical Romance. You fucking love that album. It's turning into one of my favorite albums, period. It's a fantastic album. Fucking great. I was a little concerned when they kept the, like, a theme the whole way through. But they oh, I did love it. concept albums. They did it really well. That, that, that was a good concept album. Their next album was not as good of a concept album. I will also stand by saying I really loved American Idiot. American Idiot's a good album, yeah. It's a good Uh, album. It's their last good album. Uh, But Revolutionary, Revolution Radio is not bad. It's just not their high point. It's not not bad. There's some skippables on there, but it's not shit. Um, You can throw it in a playlist. Uh, But I like full experiences when I'm driving. So yeah, I'll listen to Random Access Memories. I'll listen to Daft Punk. Uh, I will listen to uh, basically one of the Weezer albums I really enjoy. Mm-hmm. Uh, or I will listen to, I will throw on the same Kyle Kinane album, the same uh, Patton Oswalt album that I always listen to. Or I'll listen to a book, like which is why I fucking love Silver Screen Fiends so much. And I will I- make you listen to that one day. I tr- I try to not listen to comedy before I go to comedy shows, even if I'm on a really long car trip. Like, and I start listening to it because I fear that when I eventually get to my destination, when I have to get out of my car and when I have to go on stage, it's because I was listening to that person. I am going to end up talking like them. Talking like them. So all of my jokes now, I'm not giving them my normal beats. I'm giving them the, you know, I'm giving them a Kyle Kinane beat. I'm giving them a John Mulaney beat. I'm giving them uh and it's not to say that 
that hurts or helps the joke significantly. It's just, I want to sound like me when I'm on stage and not like somebody else, at least right. not intentionally. If somebody inadvertently says, I actually had one person, uh, he was, uh, he used to help book the comedy loft in Lincoln, Nebraska, fantastic club. Uh, absolutely love it. Uh, love working there. Yeah. The One of the guys who helped book that uh, came up to me and said, your cadence and how you sound reminds me of, uh, no, not cadence. He just said, how you sound, how you, like how you talk reminds me a lot of Anthony, Anthony Jesselnick. And I was like, that's the first time I've ever gotten that. I don't yeah, think that's, that's accurate. But it's like I wasn't intending to try to sound like Anthony Jesselnick on stage that night. It's just that's what they heard. And if that's that's people's own things, like they if they hear that, good good for you. You hear that. Right. But I'd rather just, you know, try to sound like me as much as possible. And try to sound natural too like i'm not doing an impression of a comedian or an impression of somebody doing comedy i'm talking like how i would normally talk if i was telling it like if i'm telling you a story how i talk on this podcast yeah like that's what i want to sound like when i'm on stage maybe a little more amped in certain ways but yeah. When I listen to a comedy, I'm especially on a long trip. It's because I want to get, because one, when I'm driving, I'm sometimes hunched over looking mm. for that exit, looking at the map. I want to get excited for comedy. I'm looking at the meter. I'm checking for cops. My mind's mm -hmm. at a lot of things, right? I want to get excited for comedy. And if I listen to a comedian I love, I get really excited for comedy again. Mm. Uh, if I'm doing a short gig and that's my transition, also, I love audiobooks. Uh, I have all three Lord of the Rings. I have like 13 audiobooks, and I finished a few of them. Uh, I'll Be Gone in the Dark is the one I'm slowly uh, eating away, and The Witcher. That's uh, Michelle McNamara's McNamara. book, I'll Be Gone. That one's hard. That one's legit hard for me to listen to. That one would be, like, if you're not a seasoned true crime person, like who's listened to a lot of true crime podcasts and a lot, I could see how that's yeah. a difficult book to get uh, through. But I do enjoy it. Uh, it's, it's a very good book. Yeah. That or I have a Hitchhiker's Guide is only like two hours. Like the book, not the radio play. So I, I, and I love Hitchhiker. It's what I, one of my favorite things in the world. So I listen mm. to that. Uh, or the Alien 3 stage play, which is one of the original scripts of Aliens 3. Uh, which is unaudible, and I will listen to that. <laughs> you got uh, some, you got some weird eclectic taste when it comes to the audio books you listen to. I I just I love books and I love learning new things. I have a couple of comedy books that would be fun on this podcast, like a couple by Ferguson, Pardon. which would be cool. Mm -hmm. But if I'm doing a show, it is playlist central. It is the songs I like. It is the songs that get me hyped. It is a lot of Green Day. It is Weird Al. It is anything to get me ready to kind of party hardy. Yeah. Something... Uh, and just run up on stage and punch some. Yeah. I, uh, if I'm not listening, like if it's a show that I'm really excited for, I'm trying to get myself excited. I don't know. I, 
I found this when I was going through and I was playing sports as well because I used to have my playlist and I used to listen to music while I was, you know, getting ready for sports. Um, like, you have to be careful not to psych yourself up too much. Yes, I like agree. You my phone's at 1%, so I, I hope that it doesn't die while I'm going to run to a charger. Okay. Would you, mind mute, would you mind muting your mic? Okay. Um, anyway, what I was saying is, uh, like, there is a phenomenon when it comes to, you know, athletics where people just psych themselves up, psych themselves up, psych themselves out. And then at a certain point, though, you can't get any more psyched. You can't get any more energetic. And just so mentally, you plateau. And you can't, you know, you're, you're not as good as you were when you psych yourself up, let yourself calm, psych yourself up, then let yourself calm again. Like you, that's, and that's kind of the flow that I get into when I uh, am driving to a show. Like if I'm driving to, uh, let's say the Omaha Funny Bone. The Omaha Funny Bone is about 30, 35 minutes away from my house where I currently live. I will drive uh, the first 10 minutes of that drive are pretty hard. Stuff to get me excited. Stuff to get me ready to go. And then I will put on something that's honestly like sad that kind of bums me out and then I'll do one or two of those and then go right back to the songs that get me energized. And then before I, uh, get out and go to, uh, into the venue, usually the last song that I listen to is, uh, by a band called the wonder years called, uh, I just want to sell out my funeral. Uh, it's melancholy upbeat-ish, but it gets me into that point where now I'm not so amped, now I'm calm, I'm cool, I'm ready to go. That way when I get into the venue and I, you know, they bring the lights down, they start the music, they bring the screen up that they're showing the ads on before the show. And then they start the intro music to get the show going. I'm not overly excited. I'm not worn out because I've just been fucking jacked and pumped the entire time. I'm at that point at the right energy level that I can actually function. I'm not sure if any of that made sense. <laughs> It actually does. It's, plat it's uh, valleys and peaks, valleys and peaks in order to get yourself more ready than if you were just all peaks all the time, baby. Yeah, you would. Yeah, it, it gives you a chance to, you know, reset, calm down. And so that way you're not, you know, just a fucking Tasmanian devil on stage, burning through your jokes, ripping through, and you're not actually like present on stage. You're right just too excited like and that and that's the thing like honestly i could and i have done this before usually by the time i get to the venue i'm usually excited enough at the fact that i'm i'm about to go on stage i'm about to tell jokes i'm about to 
people are actually letting me do this. I'm at that point where I'm excited enough where I really don't need any pumping up or anything. I'm just ready because I'm just so happy to be doing this. I could sit, I could, I could drive in silence to the venue and I'd still be, you know, perfectly fine by the time that I got there and by the time the show started. I think that's half the difference is you drive, like, okay, if it isn't the funny bone, if it's the back line, you drive to the back line. Yeah, I walk it's to the about, back line. Yeah, the drive to the back line is about 10 minutes from my house, depending on what if there are any events in downtown Omaha that night. Five minute drive, 20, 30 minute walk. And I will almost yeah. always take the walk. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really relaxing to me. And I'll just vibe out, listen to some music, and just get ready. Uh, and that's that's when I get my uh, playlist going. I'm listening to just stuff that I love, mm-hmm. whether it be from my childhood or just. I have a radio station called Pop Punk Party Starters, <laughs> and I will just <laughs> fucking rock out. What what a great station name! It, it is so great, and I'm glad it's on Google. Uh, <laughs> It is. It has been a great tool. The um. Oh, I just had a thought that just left my head. Keep talking. Maybe it'll come back to me. Uh, uh that is literally everything about when it comes. Like music is something that like a lot of comedians. I think uh, Patrick Stewart, a friend of the show, said it best. Sometimes comedians just want to be rock stars just for a night, mm-hmm. and uh. And when you're on stage, like stage, like for some reason, stage and music and hanging out with musicians, it all kind of just blends in. And uh, music's a big part of everyone's life and a big part of everyone's personality, and it helps them with their helps them with their shit. I don't yeah. listen while I write uh, unless it's you know jazz or vaporwave, uh, something that is not with words. Usually, I don't have like what I'll have on is just like. Because usually I write in my office. I'm a, there's no TVs in my. Well, there's a TV in my office, but it's not plugged into anything. It's an old TV that we're just trying to get rid of. Uh, it doesn't have a remote. Message me forty dollars or best offer. <laughs> is it a CRT or a LCD? Uh, it is an old plasma. It is a Sanyo plasma TV. I don't know. My wife and I got it from. Uh, her brother, my brother-in-law, uh, when we first moved into our first apartment together, they had no remote for it. You can see it right there. Mm. Mm. It's a it's a decent sized TV, but yeah, like pretty yeah. because of that, we like pretty much every all of our TV watching was done through the Xbox because the Xbox was on the only actual controller, like a remote control that we had. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, when I'm writing in my office, I'm just uh, like, I put on a TV show or something that I've seen a hundred times, like on my laptop, and I turn it down so I can barely hear it, even if I was trying to listen to it. Like, it's just something, it's, it's white noise, essentially. 
And I don't know why, but I can't write in complete silence. I need at least a little something. Yeah. And so I just throw on like, you know, Bob's Burgers or uh, Community. Uh, or there's a couple of YouTube channels that I, like, I can't. I can't actually find, watch their new videos because they're things I'm actually interested about. Like there's a two channels on YouTube hosted by the same guy, uh, Simon Whistler, um, called Geographics, where they talk about interesting places around the world and historical places and like what their significant one, what their significance is. Then there's Biographics, where they talk about people in history and what their deal is and it's nerdy shit but i'll turn like one of those on that i've watched before and just write with that on kind of playing in the background not paying attention to it really right i i kind of stopped doing the comedy thing because like we sort of like we talked about in the ricky rock study uh episode where you are listening to something or you're watching something and you hear a joke and it makes you laugh and then six months later you're writing and you're thinking oh this is really funny not remembering that you heard it from somewhere else yeah uh so i don't really have comedies on in the background anymore not because i have done that but because i'm nervous that it will happen at some point so just shit on in the background. One of my favorite yeah. things to put on in the background right now when I've been writing during the pandemic, Survivor. Yeah, you told me that. Your wife got you really into Survivor. She didn't, like, I'm not really into it, but I'm also one of those, because when my wife watches TV shows that she loves, and I'm, like, I've never heard of them. I'm not a fan of them. Because we only have the one TV, when she wants to watch something, I let her watch whatever she wants to watch. I can just stay up late and watch my thing uh, when I want to watch it. But because I'm in the same room as her, I end up watching the show and then I'm liking the show. And that's what happened with Survivor. Like, I'm not going to go out of my way to watch Survivor, but if she wants to watch it, yeah, we're watching Survivor tonight. And yeah, we talk about what our strategies would be on the game, <laughs> Survivor, while these people are currently deploying their strategy. It's, it's fun. It's a fun bonding thing. Uh, and I like it a lot better than the old TV show that we used to kind of do similar thing, a similar thing to, which was Project Runway. Oh, I enjoyed Project Runway. It's fun when it's on. It's fun, but at the same time, there's just this, there's this masculine thing in the back of my head that's just like, you can't watch this show. It's like, it's like every, every male friend that I've ever had who's ever picked on me for something and my dad are just screaming, uh, you know, very insulting things. <laughs> just in the back of my head while I'm watching this show. But it's a fun show. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. No, less so that they got new judges, but... Uh, oh, is Tim new... Gunn not on it? No, Tim Gunn isn't on it. Him and Heidi Klum did a different show strictly for Amazon Prime 
Um, and it's not fun. That my wife and I also found, uh, and we watched that, and we both like that way better than the current Project Runway. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, it makes yeah. sense. Because the, the whole part, the whole part of the show that I like was Tim Gunn. Yeah, yeah. Like his that was his re- his reactions to things and his the jokes that he would make were funny. Like he's a genuinely funny person, and yes, he's very and insightful and smart and charming person. Yeah, who doesn't love Tim Gunn? Yeah, probably homophobes. Yeah. Probably, but that's because they don't like anybody. Yeah. Who's cool. Yeah. Uh, uh, we had sidetracked there. <laughs> oh, that's fine. Uh, music's just a big part. Uh, I also listen to video game soundtracks, by the way. I love the DuckTales NES theme song, uh, DuckTales NES uh, soundtrack. Uh, I like the Mega Man 2 and 3 soundtrack. I like all of them, but 2 is the most nostalgic, and 1's really good, too. I uh, never really got into video game soundtracks, except for until Red Dead Redemption 2 came out. Mm. Red Dead Redemption 2 soundtrack is really good. Jake Kaufman is a great uh, electronic artist who does a lot of different styles. Uh, and I love his work, so I'll always follow it. And often enough, I'm usually playing a game he's involved with anyway. And then I go, this sounds really good. And then I look at it and go, ah, oh, shit, it's Kaufman. Fuck yeah. I learned that certain, I'm a big Shovel Knight fan. I learned that certain because I'm not always great with the dates on things, I learned when the new expansions to the game came out when the new soundtrack was out. And I go, fuck yeah, I'm going to go download the soundtrack, I'm going to go play the game, uh, and it's in there. And it's also really good because you can just focus on doing other things while having good music in the background because that's the purpose of video game soundtracks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm also discovering, the because dra- I'm playing Dragon's Dogma for the first time, uh, good fucking soundtrack. I don't think I've ever listened to it. I don't think I've ever heard it's, of that game. Uh, it's Capcom. This was in Capcom was uh, somewhat appealing to trying to make Western style games, and some of them weren't great, like the DMC style reboot. Mm. Uh, but the original, one of the re- original leads of DMC, worked with the Monster Hunter team to do something that's kind of like Skyrim, but you're still fighting monsters like you would Monster Hunter and cutting off certain parts. Like I just fought a chimera in the intro and I cut off its snake tail. Uh, and you're doing combos and fun strings of uh, attacks like you would in Devil May Cry, but a little bit slower like it would be in Skyrim. And <laughs> you know what? And I looked up how, to, how long to beat and it's only 35 hours. And I go, okay, cool. <laughs> That's a good manageable game. Last you, last you a while, but you can also, you know, it's not a huge time sink. If you don't yep. want it to be. And I've spent like 20 minutes on the character creator because it allowed me to do two characters at once, male and female. So I got <laughs> to look at which one would look the coolest. Going that's, female. That's kind of, uh, that's that's kind of cool. It is cool. And then one of the presets names is so cool that I don't want to use the stuff I used to do for D&D. One of the presets names is called Saber. And that, that's the fucking winner. <laughs> but I also feel like a loser for using the preset name. The presets, the preset names aren't always, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Here's but I used to look with, up words and I used to look up elven names and use elven names for some of my characters. 
when it comes when it comes to most of the character creation that i do in video games like that like i think my second time playing skyrim uh in the first time i looked up names uh anytime i play any other open world rpg style game like that that gives you a pretty in-depth character creator the first one is always just my name and then i just come up with names that i would like for all of my subsequent playthroughs but it gets to a point where like i think in fallout 4 like the last playthrough that i did just i i left the name because the, the two the two the male and the female have their own names it's nate and nora and so i just i played the male character and i just left it as nate mm. like i didn't even i didn't care to change the name mm. like i oh, i love I love like if it's especially with a fantasy game, I will I will rather name it after my drow character if it's a ranger, mm-hmm. or his uh, pro, uh, his mentor, Bash, uh, or it'd be Roke, which is also in my D and D campaign, and I would or maybe one mm-hmm. of its descendants, and I would play around with it. I fucking love character creation. Um, it's nice when they give you a, a good. It's nice when they give you a good in-depth one too. Yeah, the Dragon like Dogs is not the most intense. Like it's there's a color slider, but it's not a color wheel. It's just a bunch of choices. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, we've gotten yep. we've gotten we've gotten off we've track gotten through. And I but, think uh, we, we talked. I have about a quick music question. Oh yeah, go for it. Top three to five albums you won't skip anything on any songs on top i'll do top three because this is just off the top since this is just off the top yep. uh, one of one of them is uh my chemical romance uh welcome to the black parade yeah uh that one love that song uh, love the whole album all the way through i think my favorite song on it is actually one of the ones near the end famous last words that's a great song that's a good one uh then there's um ooh, uh wolves by rise against and uh my absolute favorite album of all time siren song of the counterculture by rise against okay awesome awesome album name great album front to back in my opinion Got a, a lot of my favorite songs. My favorite Rise Against songs are on there. Uh, State of the Union, Swing Life Away, uh, Believe Paper Wings is on there. Anywhere But Here, Rumors of My Demise have been greatly exaggerated. It's just a great album front to back. Uh, but Oddly enough, my favorite album from Rise Against does not have my favorite song from Rise Against on it. Which would be? Oh, Tragedy Plus Time. Mm. Off of Black Market. Makes sense. The only thing that I don't like about that song that I have a hard time powering through sometimes is for a while, a local uh, Omaha conservative radio pundit used that opening riff from the song as like his intro and outro of his show oh, and for his bummer. commercial breaks. And it's, it's like, dude, really? 
you're a conservative talk show host. Do you not actually listen to the words of this band for this song? Or I don't know. Weird, weird, weird thing. Weird. Fucking, fucking weird. What about you? Top three front oh, to back. Random Access Memories, Black Parade. I'm going through my list right now and I go, fuck, if I can only limit it down to three. God, it's a well, tie. If you, if you want to go five, go five. Fuck. Uh, American Idiot. Mm-hmm. Dookie. And like, I'm trying to think, do I want to go Weird Al or do I want to go yeah, it'd probably be it'd probably be Weird Al, and it would probably be probably everything you know is wrong, or Van Halen's for unlawful carnal knowledge, like one of those two, like just <laughs> just fucking a lot of different things, man. Uh, those, yeah, no, those are all just great albums, and it's it's what if if Who's you're random listening to something, member? fucking Random Access Member is a good goddamn album. What, it is. What's- what band is that? That's Daft Punk. Oh, okay. Yeah, sorry. You've, men- you've mentioned that before. It sounds like a like you're in a like sensory deprivation chamber, and you're traveling through different uh, like stages of music. It's perfect. It's the best. Uh, it's my favorite. Okay. <laughs> It's one of the things I own on vinyl and digital. All right. Yeah. Okay. It's fucking crazy. I did, I did not know you were that big of a Daft Punk fan. It was that album that really got me into it. Uh, it is really that album. And it's so vastly different than the rest of the discography, which is great, but it's so vastly different. All right. Uh, All right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that's pretty. That's pretty much it, guys. That's been our time. Uh, catch us every Monday for new comedy episodes. Shaka bra. Shaka bra.